There are two types of people in the world, people who love personality tests and people who don't. All these crazy things that we're always asking ourselves. Quizzical? Cheers. Hi, I'm Danny, And I'm Erin. And this is Quizzical, the podcast where we take assessments, quizzes, and tests, and we use them as an excuse to get together and hang out. And drink wine. That's right. As always. As always. And today we took the love language uh, test. test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is the five love languages. Yeah. So this is actually really cool tool. I feel like a lot of people have maybe heard of this before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know a ton about the history, but it was, um, it's based off of a book. Dr. Chapman. Mm-hmm. And his philosophy that there are five love languages. Um, the five love languages are basically the way that you express and like to receive love and affection. Mm-hmm. Um, so the five, not in any particular order, are physical touch, acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, and receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you took this test. I just kind of slacked, so I'm bringing up some older results, but I think they haven't changed too much. But you took it recently. So what's yeah. the breakdown again? Yeah, so um, you can take it for free at five number 5 lovelanguagescom um, It starts by asking you if you're taking it for yourself or your child, which is really interesting. That is. Um, and if you're single or in a relationship. So it kind of, I think, maybe gears the questions a little bit or at least gives you your profile a little bit differently based on those things, which is cool mm-hmm. because, of course somebody who is married is going to have a different sort of maybe profile than someone who is single. Um, or if you're doing it for your child, you know, that sort of affection is very different too. So very interesting that they do that. Um, for the questions, I don't know exactly how many they have, but it's pretty quick. It takes like 10 minutes, maybe Mm -hmm. 15. And the questions all start with, or it's, it's finished the sentence. So it all starts with, it's more meaningful to me when, Mm -hmm. and then you have two options. And the options might be, uh, it's more meaningful to me when my partner and I hold hands. And then the other choice might be, my partner tells me I love you or something like Mm -hmm. that. So it's very simple answers and there's only two each time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And each one is obviously one of the five and it kind of ranks it and that's how you get your results. Exactly. And so as somebody who's taken it before... It's honestly a little bit hard to take it a second time. Yeah. Because you know what all the love languages are. Yeah. And the questions or the fill in the blanks are very pointed towards that type. Yes. So it's hard to take the test with a totally open mind because it's very transparent. Mm -hmm. I I think even if you are totally unfamiliar with it, mm -hmm. you kind of know where it's going. But that said, yeah, once you have your love languages, I think this is a this is a great test because this is an everyday kind of topic kind of test. Mm-hmm. Like it's important for your relationships. It comes up in conversations with friends like, oh, my boyfriend got in a fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you heard of five love languages? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something there. Maybe that's off track. Like this comes up a lot. And then I think you kind of. Um, I wouldn't say take pride, but you kind of own the love languages that you have mm-hmm. and they become part of your truth. So I agree, like maybe you like them or you don't like them, and but you know what you're getting into when you take it multiple times. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think one of the things that's so great about this um, quiz, and I don't remember exactly where it says it, maybe it's in the book, maybe it's in some of the articles or whatever, but 
Um, I'm pretty sure it comes from this philosophy that there's your um, love tank or your love cup or whatever, and that might sound very cheesy, but mm-hmm. what the what the concept is is if your love tank, I might be bank. Big, Bank, love bank, maybe, maybe. I've heard it. I might be like, butchering it totally. Fine, but no. your whatever your receptacle is for your, <laughs> your love, love trash can, yeah, <laughs> your love trash can. It, you know, whatever that receptacle is, if it's not full, that's when you start to feel confusing things in your relationship. Or, and this isn't just with your maybe romantic partner. This is also with friends mm-hmm. and your family. Um, so you know what if your if your love trash can isn't full it's because your love languages aren't really being hit by the relationships in your life so it's really interesting to kind of bring it back to that and it's also again like a really easy simple tool to use as more of a okay let's assess why I'm feeling a certain way instead of just lashing out and then feeling horrible afterwards Mm -hmm. so um so my breakdown um I took this a couple years ago, and then I took it again today, and it's actually very, very similar. But my number one clear top love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. And some of the um, the characteristics of quality time are it's not necessarily just spending time together, like, you know, watching TV. Um, it's actually spending time together in a significant way where you're actually interacting. Um, it doesn't have to be super complex, like going out on date night or whatever, but it might be traveling together or playing a game together or having a shared activity. Um, but you're actually interacting with each other. You're not Mm -hmm. just sitting next to each other. Well, that could be nice too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think another point that they bring up in the results is, um, Full undivided attention mm-hmm. is, I think that's an important component as well. Because mm-hmm. I think if you're a quality time type of person and you're maybe having a conversation and your partner brings out a cell phone in the middle of the conversation, just like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ouch. You know, yeah. like that, you know, maybe that doesn't bother everybody. But if you're a quality time person, I think that's like pretty, you know, that's yeah. like one of the, that's a big offense. Exactly. Because it's not that you don't understand the impulse, but it's more of the, hey, aren't we supposed to be engaging with each other kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got 10. So it's it's kind of ranked by number. Mm-hmm. Um, you got 10, and that is a number nine. That's, that's my second, but that's oh. still up there for me as well. So what's your number one? My number one is physical touch. Oh, okay. With an 11, and I am, yeah, I'm a touchy person with a lot of people, but... Mm-hmm. Um, particularly my partner. I have no problem with PDA, so <laughs> I'm that kind of person. So um, are you a cuddler, too? I'm a big cuddler, mm-hmm. unless it's hot. <laughs> and I'm like, stay away from me. <laughs> but I need, like, I want to, I like, in any form. And that's a big, like, cuddling, holding hands, like, massages. Mm-hmm. Like, I think talking about the love bank or the love receptacle of any sort, <laughs> like, I feel like when my partner is not touching me, I feel like I'm being punished, which is a very specific kind of thing. And I know that's my own shit, but like if he is not holding my hand, he knows how much this means to me. I'm like, you're pissed. Like, what's wrong? Like, why aren't you touching me? I freak out. Like to me to withhold the physical touch is almost as bad as it is good to receive it. So I think that's important to think about too, Mm -hmm. because there's couples out there like, I know a couple, and the guy is just not a physical guy, and the girl is very physical, and they've worked through it, but to me, that would 
be my nightmare. Like a guy who doesn't want to hug me and kiss on me, like, no. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's really interesting from the opposite side because a physical, physical touch is my second one. Okay. Um, so still up there, number eight. Yeah, well, actually, well, so it used to be, and now it's dropped to number three. Three, but it's actually it's actually tied for second. Okay, um, the numbers haven't changed too much though. Yeah, but it's it's interesting because I I also feel that way. Maybe slightly different, but if my partner is normally a touchy person and they're not being touchy, I'm like, whoa, mm. what's happening? Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So it's it. I think it's a huge indicator because it's you have to actually make a very large effort to do it, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe not very large, but you have to physically be in that person's space. You have to consciously hold their hand, you know, or whatever it may be, give them a hug. And, you know, it's a, it's a, a lot of times second nature when you're with someone for a long time, cause you're very comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have, you know, for me, it's like you're connecting with another human, you know, you're, you're moving into their space. So know? how do you, how do you feel about like, fighting when you're fighting with your partner or mad at them mm-hmm. um as a physical touch number one kind of person mm-hmm. I want I need that comfort mm-hmm. like because obviously we're gonna get through it yeah but for me like I would rather fight and like be pissed and not talk and like just still like have my hand on their leg <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah where yeah. my partner like, is like be okay get off of me yeah like because he is not he has become more physical because he's been with me so I've yeah, just kind of molded him on accident, but I'm fine with it. But like, he literally has become a much more physical person, which is great, whatever. Yeah. But when he's pissed, he's like, I, I don't want to touch you right now. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, please just touch me. <laughs> just tell me it's going to be okay by not telling me, just touching me. So but, yeah. do, you, do you have that at all? Or um, I mean, is yeah. it kind of like, no, don't touch me? Well, to some degree. <laughs> I mean, I do think that if touch is being withheld, it, for me, it's not necessarily punishment, but it's more right. like, Ugh, no, yeah. not now. Ugh. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. maybe an indicator that things aren't good at that time. But um, during it, during the actual argument, I don't care about touch at all. Mm-hmm. Either way. I mean, I'm not like, oh, don't touch me. Or like, uh, no. But I really require the hug at the end. Yes. That's the A little big closure. for me. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Hug it out, you know. Just hug it out. This is probably... If anyone's listening who is not a physical touch person, they probably have no idea. You know, like, I don't know yeah. what that is like. It's probably annoying. Like, I know mm-hmm. that people don't like ha- getting hugged. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad as a person who hugs people. Because mm-hmm. you don't really know. Like, I mean, I can read body language. Yeah. But I don't ever want to make anyone uncomfortable. But I'm like, oh, give me a hug. But yeah. I'm like, what if I've hugged people who don't want to be hugged? Yeah. You got to ask for that consent, Erin. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> 2018. <laughs> well, okay. So for me personally, I'm not a big, big hugger. But I do hug. Yeah. You know, but, true. Um, but with my partner, physical touch is a much stronger thing than it is with my friendships. That totally makes sense for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people, it's like, nope, physical touch, hug everybody. It's like your friendships, your phys- your uh, romantic relationships, the way you show your affection is through hugging or holding hands or arm around each other or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that, that can extend beyond your, your romantic relationships too. Yeah. I mean, I know people who are way more, more physical than I am, mm-hmm. like almost uncomfortable to me mm-hmm. kind of people. Like, hey, I just met you. Why are you all up in my business? Yeah. But that said, I am, I think I'm very open to that kind of touch with friends who are open to it as well. Yeah. Like, so I have that dynamic with certain people, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're right. It's interesting because 
And that's one of the beautiful things about this test is, you know, for someone who, let's say, has a one on physical touch, um, they don't think about how withholding affection may be hurtful to somebody who is really high on the physical touch scale. They're not even purposely withholding it, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the great things about this test is because it really opens your eyes to how other people receive affection, not just give affection. And that's why... I love this test so much and probably why it's so pervasive, honestly. Oh yeah. So I think we've talked plenty about that. What is your, um, it looks like your third one is one of my lowest ones. So let's talk about that one. Active service. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So active service is about, you know, doing, I mean, I think the kind of stereotypical acts of service is when your partner does a chore for you. Or mm-hmm. something around the house. If you live together, mm-hmm. you know, oh, my partner put away the dishes. Yay. You know, um, and I think that can fluctuate in a relationship too, right? Because, you know, yes. an act of service when you're uh, in a new relationship and you, maybe you're long distance or something, you know, that person coming to visit you is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when you live together, uh, oh, they saw that I was busy and I couldn't do the thing that I normally do and they did it instead. Oh, they, you know, they were being attentive to me because mm-hmm. of that. So it, it I think there's kind of different aspects. A hundred percent. And this is something whereas I'm physical, my boyfriend was not so much. He is very acts of service and I was not so much. And I have totally I'd be interested in actually taking it now because I think I've placed more value on this because I have been receiving it more. Mm. Like one of the first few months we were dating, he went out and got my oil changed because I'm a terrible car owner. <laughs> and he, like, f- like f- filled up air in my tires and filled up my gas and, like, did all these basic car things that I was like, uh, you know. Yeah. Which, to me, was still like, oh, well, thanks, I guess. But to him, that was, like, a big deal. I'm telling you, I love you, girl. You know, like, yeah. kind of without saying it. So that's a big deal. But now I've come to appreciate that so much more. Mm-hmm. Like, doing the laundry for me or doing this or... He's a little bit more hand handy, mm-hmm. so fixing something that's been bothering me, you know, and it's nice. Again, yeah. I'm not handy, so I feel like <laughs> I'm not very good at access service. Cooking dinner might be one good one, yeah, but I don't really. I'm not. It's not really in my life right now. Yeah, <laughs> or even even like picking someone, picking him up because he needs you to pick him up or something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because I feel like access service is it's almost a no brainer because people say, oh show me, don't tell me, mm-hmm. but it's actually way more complicated than that. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit underrated mm-hmm. because I think the acts of service people just kind of come in low key and they're doing all this stuff that a lot of people will kind of go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I totally agree with that. So, I mean, I've also been with someone who was providing more of the financial side of things and I didn't really care so -hmm. much which is not a fair thing at the time but it was like you know that is an act of service and it's something that I didn't care about so I was just like whatever when really that's a lot of effort and that's a lot of commitment and there's a lot to that Mm -hmm. so if you're not an acts of service kind of person I can see like, you're like, I'm working my ass off for you. Mm-hmm. Why am I not getting any pats on the back, you know? Yeah, no, that that's a really good point. And again, like, another kind of 
you know, check mark for this assessment. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so easy to feel slighted as a person who does acts of service, mm-hmm. you know? And, and even as a roommate, for example, you know, I feel like I'm always the one putting away the dishes. And, you're, and the other roommate maybe isn't an acts of service person. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that was a big deal. Yep. You know, I... Uh, I, I got the groceries for us or something, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I footed us for the toilet paper last mm-hmm. time, you know, so it, it's really interesting how those things can play off of each other. Totally. And they make a, an important note talking about like withholding physical touch as being a punishment, like in this mindset, laziness and broken commitments, I guess, are kind of a, mm. a big deal. Like, which I can totally see. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll, I'll clean it up. No worries. And then you don't clean it up. That would probably drive an access service person crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or a, a high C person. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke from our last podcast, um, episode number three, I believe. <laughs> Shout out to the disc <laughs> profile. Um, All right. What is next? Okay, so my number three was... So for me, it's interesting. My physical touch is 11. Quality time is 9. Mm-hmm. Way up there. Yeah. My next three are four, three, three. So oh, I'm wow. Like, Damn. That's okay. like pretty low. It's clear. Yeah. It's yeah. a clear divide. But that said, my number four was words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Where is that for you? It's three for me tied for last with okay. uh, uh, receiving gifts. Yeah. I can see that with you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so words of affirmation, I think, kind of says... In, in the title, but I love you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, you're the best thing in the world. Oh my God. Oh my, you know, the yeah. doting on and the talking to and the verbalizing the love. Yeah. Which is funny because it's low for both of us. Still love to hear it. Oh yeah. You know, does it, right? <laughs> but it's just, it doesn't rank as high. And also, you know, I think that probably has to do with, um, some of our other personality traits. You know, we're, I think, we are both fairly confident people. And so maybe the words of affirmation aren't necessarily as powerful, though, of course they are great. Mm-hmm. They're maybe not as powerful because we're also, you know, we've, we've chosen to be with this partner and we're going to be with this partner until we die or we decide not to be with that partner. Mm-hmm. And that is the decision that we've made. And so the words of affirmation maybe aren't as valuable as other things because it's like we've just kind of committed yeah you know yeah and it's you know I think you hear I love you every day and it's like okay cool like I love you too you know it just becomes part of the routine Mm -hmm. and it becomes very easy that's just Mm -hmm. I don't know this is not a given by any means I was starting to say it's a given but it's not (laughs) but it's like it's just I guess it becomes, in my world, where I was raised by a family who was very open with their words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. which is an important distinction, it's like, you just say these things, and you mean it, Mm -hmm. but it's just part of your everyday life. But I can see why that would also not be the case. So you want to know something very interesting, is because we both rank low on this. I came from a family who, well, my dad is super words of affirmation. Sweetheart, sweetie, love you, this, that. My mom, no. no, no, no words of affirmation, but she was like, it, there is never a question that she loved us or cared for us, but what was her love language? 
Um, probably acts of service and quality time. That makes sense. Yeah, because she was really all about, you know, kind of making sure that we were geared the right way to getting into college and you know, being successful adults mm-hmm. and driving us to our extracurriculars, going to every single game, every recital, everything, you know? Yeah, um, spending but she was time. not... Yeah, she was. She wasn't like, oh, I love you. I mean, when we were kids, sure. Yeah, but you know, like even as te- as teenagers, no, it was it was more tough love verbally, but the actions were all there. Mm-hmm. And my dad was um, verbally all lovey dovey, <laughs> but he was the breadwinner. Like he was out working all the time. His mm-hmm. actions weren't there as much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he probably made up for it with words of affirmation, and he also was inclined. That that's, way. Yeah, that's an important um, distinction. Yeah, and also active service, of course, because he was working. But it, it's just, it's less direct, I guess you could say. I'm going to just throw this out. Have you seen Sharp Objects yet? Yes. Okay, so not to spoil anything mm-hmm. for those of you <laughs> who haven't seen it. But the mom yeah. is like anti, like, words of affirmation. Yeah, just she's just mean. Insulting, yeah. mean. Like, she tries to be there in her weird-ass way. Yeah. But she's just, like, she acts and she touches and she's there and she, mm-hmm. you know, has this poise about her. But she's, like, her words are just cruel. Yeah. And very, just mean. Yeah, they're very cutting. It's Very cutting. It's not what you would ever expect from a, a, a mother. But they don't have a good relationship. So, right. I but, guess that's I mean, I can of... see how that could be, it's, like... That could affect if someone who mm-hmm. had that kind of relationship, romantic or familial, regardless. Yeah. But um, how that could affect you. Yeah. Either needing it or like not being so about it because of there's like maybe taboo there. Sure. I mean I don't know. Yeah. Wait, you know what's funny though? Okay, so I was, I was thinking about this too. Um, this is very I feel like well known with my general friend group, but mm-hmm. I don't tell anyone that I love them. Yes, I know that. <laughs> and I, I still tell her that I love her all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's not that I don't have great affection or really, really value mm-hmm. people. Um, but now, now I kind of have to just not because it's a thing, I guess. But um, <laughs> uh oh, are you folding? Uh, no, I'm I'm not folding. But it's for me, you know, it's so easy for people to say, "Oh, I love you." I I know so many people, and many of them are my friends, who just say, "Oh, I love you," this and that. I mean, they've said they say it to me the first time they met me or whatever. I'm pretty sure I've told an Uber driver I loved him. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so for me, it's like, okay, well, if you're spreading it all about like that, then how valuable is it? So, for yes. example, if yes. you're going around, like, kissing everyone, how valuable is that to your significant other, right? Yeah. Not, not to, you know, make it too stark, but for me... I, and maybe this is because of the way that my mom was when I was growing up, because I knew that she I loved me, that. but she didn't necessarily have to say it all the time. You know, not that she was withholding it. I mean, mm-hmm. she did tell me she loved me and stuff, but it's not like she would say it all the time. And it's because we just knew. Yeah. And I think that I kind of took that to heart maybe a little bit subconsciously and now a little bit more consciously. Um, but with this words of affirmation, you know, for me... Instead of saying that I love my friend, I might be like, let's get lunch all the time. You know, like, yeah, I want to spend time with you. Or, yeah, you know, time. There exactly, you yeah, just kind of showing it in these other ways. And it's interesting that, of course, you know, it plays into your romantic relationships, but uh, 100% your, your friendships, too. Oh, yeah, no, I, honestly, I kind of, like, love that you don't say I love you to your friends. I think that's pretty rad, and nobody does that. <laughs> and as if 
little too freely giving lover of I love you's <laughs> giver of I love you's. <laughs> it's a uh, I respect it. Yeah. And so I'm not offended at all. Like you told me early on in our relationship, I think maybe I told you I love you first. And you're like, hey, don't say that back. I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to be real. But I did, you know what I did adopt though? I adopted your guys' thing, which is you the best. You the best. You the best. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Which that's, means, but it, that's a word of affirmation. Yeah. And it means the same thing, but it's, it you know, it's. No, love's a serious gray. thing. Yeah. Because what if, you know what I, like, because I say I love you to everybody. I started, like, to those who I love, love, or maybe need a little bit more, like, pointedness is, like, I adore you. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's your vocabulary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told that to my partner the other day. <laughs> or not the other day. It was, like, a while ago. But he was like, damn, you've never told me that. And I told him I love him all the damn time. Mm-hmm. But to say I adore you was like, oh. Yeah. You know, so there's, did, there's, did he feel special? Yeah, he loved it. So there's there's something to be said about that. Yeah, absolutely. We could talk about this all day. What's Seriously. next? Receiving gifts. Okay, that was low for me. Same. Um, is this the last one? It is. Wow, look mm. at that. So receiving gifts, the first sentence is don't make don't mistake this love language for materialism, which I think is an important mm. thing to think about. But um, kind of material. No. I don't know, because, I mean, the the one that got me where I actually chose it for my selection was um, whatever one that indicated that when your partner is away from you, they get you something, and it shows that they were thinking about you. Mm. That is great. Mm -hmm. I love that. But a gift, just for a gift's sake, is whatever for Mm -hmm. me. How do you feel about flowers? I mean, I like it because of the thought, but they're just going to die. Yeah. You know? I think that's, I mean, at the root of it, that's what it's behind the gift giving is I'm thinking about you mm-hmm. while I'm away from you. Yeah. And everybody wants that. You know? Mm-hmm. You're right. If someone's showed up with flowers, just like, okay, cool. Like, it feels special, but it's like, is this practical? The thing that I, <laughs> I know, which is silly because like flowers, I mean, okay, flowers value, of course, uh, beyond the whole I was thinking about you is that they're beautiful. Yeah. So they do. And that's a classic up. example. Yeah, it's very classic. Um, and they're, they're highly visible. So not only is it a gift for you, but everyone who sees them. Especially if they're dropped off at your work. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. Everyone who sees them is like, you're man loves you, you know, and they get to ooh and ah over it. And every time someone oohs and ahs over it, you're going, oh yeah, ha ha ha. You know, so there's, uh-huh. there's more, a little bit more value there. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, since I, and maybe for you too, since you're not necessarily in a traditional like office setting where those flowers are very much standing out. And for me who works from home, you know, <laughs> we might appreciate something more like, hey, I got us a bottle of wine so that we can go watch the sunset and have a bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, I was at the grocery store and I got you this bag of frozen pot stickers because I know you love them. (laughs) You know, like, you know, it's maybe more mundane and less sexy, but it means a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the thought that's behind it is kind of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once, because we've kind of been touching on the negative side of this or, you know, the... If this is your thing, what would drive you crazy? Yeah. So, like, a thoughtless gift is one of those. Once for my birthday, I got, um, from my ex's stepmom, I guess, a picture frame that was from, like, a company, like an alliance, 
Oh, like a like a freebie, yeah. giveaway, like a promo item. Yeah, a oh, promo God. item, picture frame, and like a also freebie uh, Victoria's Secret bag. Oh my God! You know, like buy <laughs> yes. five pairs of panties yeah. and get this free bag. That is really funny. And there might have been one other thing, but I was just like, just don't give me anything, ma'am. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because first of all, it's do you know me at all? No. And I mean, because a gift doesn't necessarily have to have value. It's monetary value. Mm-hmm. It's more just the fact that you know she's just offloading stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of hilarious. It was <laughs> It was like, she was stoked on it, too. Mm. You know? Erin, we love weird. this alliance photo frame. It was so weird. <laughs> like, thank you. That's really funny. You literally just dug this up. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awful and hilarious. Oh, it was hilarious. But I think if I were, like, totally a gift-giving person and, like, gave her something super special for her birthday and that's what I got back, I'd be pissed. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, I yeah. I don't care. So. Well, I remember... Okay, so gift-giving is low for me, but my, my family used to be very, very gift-givey type people. And I remember I bought... I was shopping at the outlets with my mom or something, and I saw this messenger bag, and I said... To myself, oh, this would be perfect for Matt because of the job that he just got, blah, blah, blah. And so I gave it, I got it, and I gave it to him. I was so proud of myself. And for him, because he, he took this test too. Mm-hmm. Gift giving is one of the lowest, if not the lowest. Mm-hmm. And he didn't reciprocate. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to me, I was like, oh, he didn't reciprocate me giving him the spontaneous gift. What the heck? And then I was like, oh, his love language is so low on gifts that when, he, when I got it for him, he probably thought it was just practical. Mm, you know mm-hmm. not oh she was thinking about me when she was doing this true you know it's more like oh she knew I had a need and she filled it that's really nice of she her. was running an errands it's yeah. more like an act of service than yeah. a gift giving yeah. yeah and so but I remember feeling kind of a little bit put off by it and then having to be rearrange my my thoughts and give him the benefit of the doubt and be like oh he wasn't trying to not re- reciprocate mm-hmm. he was viewing it as an act of service which know? is to this whole test point, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is why I think everybody should take this test mm-hmm. in a relationship or not. Because if you're not in a relationship but you don't know what they are, this is going to... You you should know. Yes. Like, you should know what they are. Mm-hmm. Because you can totally get into conflict if you're paired up with someone who is the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And the Even more if- you know, the more you can communicate about it with your partner. And you can, you can make it work, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just... It's just... Makes it so much easier, like you said, to take a step back, reevaluate, mm-hmm. because a lot of giving our love is how it's received, mm-hmm. and we want it to be well received, and we want it to be appreciated, and so if it's not, you're like, what's up? what is yeah. happening? Yeah, exactly. So to yeah. be able to know, like, oh, he just doesn't give yeah. a shit about acts of service <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. That's important, and that's super helpful. Yeah, and even in friendships, too, you know, if if you have a friend that's saying, I love you all the time, and you're never saying it back to them, and they're saying, why not, you know? Mm-hmm. Being able to kind of understand the why and why it might be important to that person, and, you know. And, and it's interesting, because if you're the only person taking this quiz, you're kind of taking on all that knowledge, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, spread it. Spread it to everyone you can, so mm-hmm. that you're all kind of equally spreading the... I feel like burden is a negative word, but spreading the burden of knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to be the one who's trying to accommodate everyone else's love language. Mm-hmm. And 
you want people to understand your love language too. So Mm -hmm. I think it is really important for people to kind of be self-aware on this. And it's super fun when you're like in a group of people and you're like love language and everyone knows exactly immediately. Yeah. Because, I mean, you and I, obviously, we're sitting here (laughs) doing a podcast (laughs) to nobody. We care. (laughs) So I guess I don't know how many people I've like consoled going through a breakup like, Oh, love languages. Have mm-hmm. you, do you know? Like, do you, and then... Say amen. You know? It's, mm-hmm. it's important. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it, I, I really like it. I actually, um, the first time I took it, I subscribe to the newsletter so every however often Mm. they Mm -hmm. send out these little newsletters and to be perfectly honest they're not super practically helpful but um you know it'll have like a very quick little intro paragraph about some sort of topic I don't know random relationship things Mm -hmm. and then for each love language it'll say how to express it that week whether it be for a partner a family member or a friend and yeah it's cool so you know it'll say acts of service um, have you, or quality time, have you, um, gone on a picnic lately? Like take, pack a lunch and go meet up with your husband or whatever, you know, or Mm -hmm. just random little suggestions, which are really cute and kind of nice. Again, you know, they're not earth shattering, but it's, you know, it's nice. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to take up too much more time, but I think there should be a point made about giving and receiving because sometimes what you give and what you want to receive don't match up, yeah. and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think this is kind of, this is, what is this? <laughs> it's like the results are how you give or what you want to receive. Because I think uh, there's a point about that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? No, I to don't. To me, I think I it's don't. about even. Yeah. I, I think they brought it up. I didn't know if that was worth mentioning. No, that, absolutely. I mean, I think honestly, when you take a test, you typically are taking it for the way you want to receive it. Yeah. Um, because especially because of the way they word it, which is what is more meaningful to you. Right. And most of the prompts they give you are about things that you're receiving. Okay, perfect. So I think I think that's primarily what the this profile is kind of geared towards is how you receive. But which is usually in line with how you give. Right, because that's kind of what you understand and appreciate yeah. yourself. I just remember having a conversation it was like there's there can be a difference mm-hmm. and I just kind of forgot which way this was like kind of more geared towards so yeah cool yeah awesome yay i so, i really like the love language oh everyone should take again yeah it's free yeah free um, there is a book i've heard the book is phenomenal if you take this or are interested in the topic in general like it's a classic yeah for I, relationships. I read part of it um i think you can get it for very cheap or maybe even free if you do certain things sign up for stuff i don't know sure um but you can get it for very very cheap I think I even have it on ebook or something. <laughs> Do you? I think so. You have everything on ebook. I know. Well, um, yeah, Gary Chapman is the author, so, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, they also shout do... Out. Shout out. Shout Dr. out, Ch- Dr. C. <laughs> Dr. C. Um, he, they also do, like, relationship workshops and stuff, which I've never done ever, but it, the way that they do them, they're in, you know, cool places and stuff, so... Really? I could use one of those. Yeah, I feel like why not? You know, you get a you get a coach for when you want to get good at a sport. Why not get a coach for being good at your relationship? Yeah, absolutely. I guess money, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> money and time. The bane of everything. Yeah. So, um, Danny and I are speaking of from beautiful, sunny San Diego. Yes. But apparently... We have a different, perfect city to live in, according to 
let's see, HowStuffWorks.com. <laughs> HowStuffWorks. The, the play <laughs> section of that. Danny, you found this. How'd I did. This? I don't even know. I think it was an ad or something. <laughs> and I said, oh, Aaron and I do these all the time. And that's probably what happened. Perfect. So it's, um, everyone has a city that matches their personality. Here's yours. What kind of questions did they ask? I don't even... Yeah, there's 30 questions. It was actually like a way more in depth than either of the other <laughs> four probably <laughs> tests we've taken. Um, but it's like kind of fun slash serious slash political silly questions. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 of them, four, four answers each. Like, what tickles your funny bone? Witty, dry, dark, or slapstick humor? What'd you pick? I picked dark. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love it all. Not slapstick, no. Yeah, unless it's what did you pick? Them. Okay, um, witty. That was a close second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the combo of witty, dry, and dark. I'm sold. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So things like that, like what kind of food do you like, or what way do you lean politically? But anyway, so, so so what is your ideal city? Apparently, the city that matches my personality is Oslo. Have Norway. you been to Oslo? No. Fun fun facts. I was actually in. Copenhagen, mm-hmm. Denmark, and I had an opportunity to go to Oslo. Just a little day trip, take the train. You're there in 30 minutes. I was able to get to another country, see a new city. Instead, I went to lunch with some friends, and I got really drunk, and <laughs> I just was like, yeah, whatever. Now you gotta go back. Now I gotta go back. I, I've been to Oslo, and I thought it was very cool. Yeah. I was also, I don't know, 19 or yeah. something and so that also made it extra cool because yeah. I was young but I could drink and I was there in June so the sun was up till I don't know 11 at night yeah um so it was I, I loved it it was really cool well if it's anything like Copenhagen yeah I'd be down I mean Copenhagen was rad I feel like this it, is on the yeah Ireland trip. yeah I feel like Oslo is um Maybe maybe this is not fair to say because I didn't spend a ton of time in Oslo or Copenhagen, just a few days in each. Um, they're both really wonderful cities, but I feel like Copenhagen is more of a kind of historical and also bar-centric, mm-hmm. um, whereas Oslo is maybe cooler. Mm. I mean, if I, if I had to distill it in a very, very, very simple way, Oslo is just very cool. Yeah, I regret not going, I will say, because it was like... So what happened was we there was an opportunity to get this um, mojito that was literally the size of my body. <laughs> and so we're like, that's amazing. Let's do it. Yeah. And after that, it was just... Of course you're not I'm not getting be traveling to another country. Yeah. 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 But it says, you're a peaceful person. I think this is a common theme mm-hmm. for me, who is drawn to cooperative solutions and innovative green technologies. I love... Green technologies. Green technologies. <laughs> that's just my passion. How do they know? <laughs> Um, in general, you believe that if people are given the right tools and support, they will show the very best of who they are. You're a progressive thinker, and you truly believe that humanity's best days are still ahead. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Very positive. I feel like that's pretty apt. The picture in the background, though, is a woman wearing a beanie and gloves and is all covered up in sweater, and I just feel very hot looking at her because <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> oh, it's not because she's beautiful. Got it. Oh, no, no, she's, she's fine. (laughs) She's fine. Okay, so I got Paris, France. I've never been to Paris. I have been to Paris. Also when I was like 14. Okay. Okay, so um, you are an artist and someone who is drawn to exploring the depths of emotion and self-expression in this (laughs) life. You want to be surrounded by those who see the world in a radically different way. The bohemian crowd who value love and creativity over consumerist achievements. You live your life in the moment and you see every experience as an influence on your art. Okay, so I'm not an extreme (laughs) artist. 
Um, I do live... I've seen your paintings, Stanley. Thank, thank you, I live presently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that you would necessarily assign that to the cliche of in the moment. It, maybe it's yeah. nuances, yeah, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, my chair squeaky. Um, <laughs> and the, I don't know. I don't feel like this was like totally apt, but no, I was like, whatever. I wouldn't say necessarily it was. Yeah, but I, I took it out on Wednesday at 2 p.m., so it's, you know... Maybe I was just bored at work and being like, eh, take I'm me I'm telling somewhere. you, it's like 30 questions. You get a little like, oh, okay, let's move on. Yeah. Like, you have to really think about this. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing, too. I mean, do I have a creative side? Yes, I do. Uh, but I don't feel like this was totally apt. Would I love to go to Paris? Absolutely. Yeah. Just, <laughs> let's just take it as that. Yeah. Right? I think this is a good excuse to go to Paris. What I really want to know on these kinds of quizzes, though, are what are the options? You know, they don't really I know. Tell well, you. on like BuzzFeed and some of the other kind of silly quiz, they'll have comments at the bottom. Oh, which yeah. Which you should never scroll the comments ever, ever. But <laughs> in those quiz cases, People it's kind of fun because it'll them. always say the different things that they got. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of want to know too. I think San Francisco was an option because that was the thumbnail when it came up for me. I should have my sister play this because she Ooh. also moved to San Francisco. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Mm hmm. Um, okay, cool. Well, love languages, cities, mm-hmm. we're discovering more and more about ourselves every yeah. time. I can't believe it's episode number four. It's just flown by. <laughs> <laughs> and we still don't have an outro. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I love it. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Where's my mouse? I will cut it there.